0: There is enough of fighting one another and there is enough room at the top for everyone. Just like when you get in that elevator and you're at the top of that elevator, send that thing back down and get someone else and bring them up with you.
1: Farmer here with the Build With BBB podcast interviewing Amy Singleton with Height Digital Norman, accredited business owner and 2022 Woman of Integrity winner. Amy, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you for having me, Casey. Pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, so um, let's just kick it off. One thing that has always that I've always admired about you Amy is you you are who you are and you do it on purpose and you show up for your community and you're proud to be a woman business owner so what advice would you give to other aspiring women in business or women entrepreneurs?
0: Uh, well, if they are anything like me, um they're probably worried about being perfect all the time. Like how timely with the Barbie movie coming out and the absolute diatribe that America Ferrera went mm-hmm. off on about how hard it is to be a woman just in general. So add being in a business on top of that and we cannot be perfectionists. You have to understand that you cannot be everything to everyone. You want to have this perfect plan out in front of you where you absolutely <laughs> know where your next foot is going to go. That's how I was, and it, it cannot be that way. It can be that way in a lot of areas of our lives, but in business, it, it's just not that way. You have to do the thing, and you have to do it scared. I get called fearless a lot, and that is absolute bull. I am terrified all of the time. I'm just doing it, but I'm doing it scared.
1: How did you arrive there, though? Like, how did you decide, like, that, yeah, how did you decide this isn't worth it anymore? Like, I just need to go for it. Uh, results.
0: Results come when you just take action. You have to take absolute massive action. So, you know, just avoiding the thing and thinking about doing the thing and planning about doing the thing and asking your friends about what do they think about you doing the thing and maybe, you know, <laughs> writing about the thing. and nothing makes the thing happen like doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you finally start taking that leap and doing something and then you get a result and you're like, "Oh." So, you know, it's almost like training a dog. You have to train yourself with those positive things that happen, and those positive things have only happened for me when I took massive imperfect action.
1: Mm. You talked a little bit about um asking your friends. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like how much is too much feedback, right? Like, at least for me, especially early on in my career, I found that um, I would ask for so much feedback to the point where I would be, like, crippled by decision fatigue. Yeah. What did that look like for you? So,
0: that's a lot to unpack. That's, like, a whole episode in itself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, so, I think there's kind of two categories, right? Like, there's the person who doesn't ask for any feedback and keeps everything under their bushel and, like, doesn't It doesn't, um, doesn't talk about what they're going to do. And then there's the person that wants to talk about it to everybody. So, um, I think the biggest piece of that is you said your friends and one thing that you will have to absolutely accept when you launch yourself into the world of business is that the friends that you have now may not necessarily be the friends that you have in six months, two years, five years, 10 years from now, for sure, because The thing your grandma liked to tell you, like you are the five people you surround yourself with. They are not lying. That is the absolute gospel. So as you take on new and challenging things and you change and develop as a person, those people in your circle are not going to understand you. They're going to maybe cheer you on from the sidelines, but still not really be of much support because they just don't get it. Or they're going to be hating on you like, oh my God, why would you do that? Why would you quit your nine to five job where you get like a, a paycheck and, and benefits to do that thing that you're passionate about? Like that's never going to work,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: So I would just say cautiously ask for feedback, definitely ask for feedback, but ask for it from people that you admire and look up to. Don't ask for it in a downward motion, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of hard to get into that conversation about up-leveling your friends and the people around you, but it happens. I mean, it, it's not bad or wrong. It's just different. They're just on a different level than you. So ask someone who is a level above you or equal, not someone who's doing less than you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: when it comes to, and I know this maybe wasn't exactly what we were going to talk about, but when it comes to finding your, I think you mentioned the word tribe, yeah. like the people in your corner, um, for somebody who's maybe like newer to an industry or new to Oklahoma, what kind of groups or places or people do you suggest talking to to find those people?
0: Um, twofold. So, low in your own local community, places like the BBB are a great place to start. Here's a little plug. Thank you. <laughs> uh, your local chamber of commerce. There are loads of industry-specific networking groups, such as BNI or CenterSphere. Um, those are excellent, excellent starter groups to get in and start learning the trenches of business. Um, you know, getting connected with um, oh my gosh, okay, I need a tax planner now, I need a marketer now, I need an attorney. I might need all these resources, but I have no idea what I need. Um, and so that's the place I start. I start with my own local started with my own local community resources um, of other people trying to do a similar thing that I was doing. That's the first one. The second one when you get as early as possible, but these are typically buy-in groups, so masterminds, industry, um, exclusive masterminds. So a group, a networking group like a BNI group, is you're going to be the only realtor in that group, or the only digital marketer, the only roofer in that group. Being in an industry-specific mastermind group is a whole bunch of other people that are doing trying to do the exact same thing you're doing. So. For Height, um, we actually sponsor a digital marketing mastermind group. So all of our franchise owners are in that group, but also we welcome other digital marketing agencies and other digital style agencies to come in and collectively we learn together. We we share the challenges and problems that we're having in our industry. We take our collective buy-in power and we hire coaches and people like Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. And John C. Maxwell, who spoke at our event last month, and we hire these experts and people to come in and teach us and lead us because we're always looking to be the stupidest person in the room. And <laughs> and that is the best best thing you can do is find local groups that you can learn from about business in general and getting your word out there and practicing speaking in front of people and telling people what it is that you do because that's <laughs> terrifying if you haven't done that before. Um, but then also that industry specific piece where you can learn from one another and learn from someone who's above you, who's done the thing that you are trying to do already. They, I have paid thousands of dollars for someone's expert opinion that moved me five years forward in business versus something like going back to school, um, you know, wouldn't have ever accomplished in the way that someone who's actually done that thing that I want to do has taught. Mm
1: mm-hmm. You mentioned that you invite people who are in your industry and maybe that's something a lot of business owners wouldn't do. In fact, like I hear that sometimes <clears throat> going to different events and they say, oh, well, there's 20 realtors in the room or 20 insurance agents. In the yes. room. And that's exactly what I do. I celebrate that. Yeah. Tell me why. That,
0: okay. Well, <laughs> first of all, honey, <laughs> there is enough. Th- this is actually something that I heard at Revere and Rebel last year Um was Someone said, uh, one of the speakers said, there is enough of fighting one another and there is enough room at the top for everyone. Just like when you get in that elevator and you're at the top of that elevator, send that thing back down and get someone else and bring them up with you. I promise you that if there are 7,000 realtors in the Oklahoma City metro area, which there are, and they're all doing pretty well, um, there's enough success for everybody because Mm -hmm. not everybody is going to be your right fit. Yeah. yeah. There there's enough room for everyone and you can learn from those people, and you can share with those people and I promise you that being collaborative will always pay off in your favor versus being combative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. And it um you might even find, I'll say like you might even find your tribe within those people. Like oh, yeah, you might absolutely. find one or two business owners who are maybe doing the exact same thing as you but they're willing to help because they're they've been where you've been, or they're in the same position that you are. Yeah. Um, that's me. I love about you, when you're talking about like your community at large, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Amy, let's talk about High Digital Norman. Um, tell me when, where, why you started um, your business, and then we'll talk a little bit about content, digital marketing, and all the fun things. Okay. Uh, so,
0: going way back to the very beginning of my marketing career, um, we were looking to solve a problem in our community. Uh, I had been a registered nurse for many, many years, and my own health robbed me of that career. I cannot physically do that work anymore. Uh, my partner, Joseph, was working out of state, um, several hours away uh, in a consulting position in the oil field, and he had owned several businesses over the years. So I had kind of some corporate experience with working for you know large brands and hospitals. He, on the other hand, started up many businesses and and sold them and bought and sold very much entrepreneurial um and we were just looking for a way to bring him home from the oil field and solve a problem in our community this was like 2018 2019 and as we as we um brainstormed with one another he was like you know who i paid a lot of money to and who never really gave me what i paid for marketing agencies people like um I don't know if I could say this, the pay per lead service is like um, this one lady's name who starts with an A that used to be called Home Advisor. Um, <laughs> companies like that. Uh, I paid a lot of money to them, and they never delivered me what I really needed in my business. So why don't we be a solution to local business owners? We really care about the local commerce in our area and, and provide an excellent service to them. So I dug in and started learning everything. And the first iteration of our company was called New Leaf Marketing. It was a traditional, what you would what you would normally get with a traditional local marketing agency. It was myself and my husband, a couple of talking heads, doing all the sales and telling people what they need and the strategy. And then we would take the thing we sold, like a website or, now granted I learned how to do all these things too, but once you scale beyond four or five or ten clients, mm-hmm. then you need help, right? Mm-hmm. And Hiring and creating systems and processes is super hard. So what most agencies use is what we call a white label fulfillment partner. That's typically out of the country, it's people you don't know, people you don't control. You have no control over the deliverables and that's where we were at. Um, and then Height approached us. And Height is a completely different model. Height is the very first iteration of a franchise model for a digital agency. Uh, so what we have is currently 20 locations from coast to coast in the United States and we have 200 team members all on our payroll. So everyone that is siloed within their departments are experts at what they do, and they are also under our training, under our development, under our personal development, under our leadership, um, QA, all of it. it's all internal. So we have not only um, this wonderful team that's working on all these campaigns from coast to coast, we have data that we can get from anywhere, but we also have our own data across 700 clients that are shared amongst this team that are all working and collaborating together all the time. So um, there's a whole other story about how Hike got started, and it, we're, we're impacting a country. Uh, we're impacting the country of Nicaragua, which is a very um, war-stricken and, and um, troubled country at times, but we are currently the third largest employer there. That's where our corporate offices are held. We travel there frequently and be with our team, but um, we, we send their kids to school. And that, that nation is very undereducated and we feel the only way to impact a nation is to educate their people. So we send all of our team members' children to the American school there, where they learn um, you know, K-12 through 12, traditional American-style school. And then any team member that's been with us for five years or more, we actually send back to our CEO's alma mater uh, for a four-year college degree as well. So it wouldn't matter if we were painting houses, paving roads, or doing digital marketing. We're impacting a country of people 20 franchise owners and their families and their small teams across the united states and the 700 plus clients we serve in growing local businesses so it's kind we, be, we get accused of being a cult quite a bit because it's just so wholesome um and wonderful but yeah we're, we're really excited to be a part of that and that is one of those buy-ins that i was talking about earlier that moved us forward probably three to five years in sops i mean we were building the you know our our internal processes and procedures and things that we're going to start hiring on people and we were like okay no this is just too good to to turn away so we feel like we're providing a really excellent service to our clients by keeping everything in house and in on culture with
1: with what we stand for. It was the perfect fit for you it at the perfect, perfect time. Perfect fit. Yes. Yeah. It's
0: very wonderful.
1: So Amy, one thing that you and your team do really well is content creation. Of course, like I can admire that because I'm a marketer. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. What does it play in keeping high digital relevant and how do you keep it fresh and engaging? Thinking in the mindset okay. of like the business owners who are listening to this who maybe are like a one man band and they need some just quick tips on how to make their content better.
0: Um, well I think the boat that most people miss with their content is they make it all about themselves. The customer the the very first contact a customer has with you, they need to be hearing their story, not your story. There's a place for the business owner's story about how we started our plumbing company in 1912 with two pieces of string and some, you know, gum, but that's not the place for your front-facing client communication they have to be a hero in their own story because every person is just wired to survive and thrive and we are inundated with you know thousands and thousands and thousands of advertisements every single day and we have that long to capture someone's attention mm-hmm. So if I see a plumbing ad like I am not gonna pay attention to that ad unless, I have a leaking sink or i have a flood in my kitchen right mm-hmm. it has to be speaking to my problem and it has to highlight me as a hero in that story so the things that you talk about on your social media in your content they should be customer centric that you should take the time to sit and plan and think about what is it that my customer cares about you know what is it that they're thinking about what keeps them up at night what what is going to engage them versus just telling only you know my story all the time
1: so going down that same line, um, when would be an appropriate time like for a business to reach out to you? Like if they're looking for help with digital marketing, what's the ideal client for you?
0: Our ideal client is a business that is typically well-established or they're brand new and they just, they have like maybe a huge loan or something that they want to just set everything up perfectly right from the start, which is, <laughs> Not very often. Yeah. Uh, most of our customers are doing a minimum of 500000 top line revenue, uh, typically between 500000 three, $3 million minimum. Um, they typically, for a home service based type company, which is about half of our business, uh, they have... Two, three crews or trucks, whatever, and they want to scale. They already have an excellent sales process. They have a great systems and processes. They know what happens next in their business, which you would be very surprised to hear many business owners I talk to. And then what happens? And then what happens? They don't know. Mm -hmm. So the perfect fit for us is someone who knows their business, who has an excellent process, an excellent product, um, and is ready to scale to that next level.
1: I've heard you mention on more than one occasion, um, and I love it, you're like, I'm not for everybody. How do you decide which clients are um, the perfect fit for height?
0: Values. Values are absolutely number one. If I can't get along with you, I will not work with you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, so for me, um, a very open person, a person who's willing to put themselves out there. You have piercings and tattoos and, you know, you listen to wild music and you just put yourself out there and you're completely unafraid and you're ready to um, to take a step. Those are the people I get along really well with. My husband, Joseph, and I are, are very open and passionate about the LGBT community. Um, very involved with that. So um, a lot of people feel... Um, pressured when they're facing some stuffed suit marketing CMO guy or something. You know what? Like, I'm just a person. Like, there is a dog on the floor in my office behind me at all times. There might be babies on laps from the business owners that I'm having conversations with. So people, real life people who just want to, like, get the thing done and have a little bit of direction and that are open to feedback and um, that are just real people. That That's really the that's the that's biggest the biggest thing for me.
1: Yeah, and yeah. when we talk about that, I find that sometimes a business owner might get discouraged by that, but truly, like, it, it shouldn't be discouraging for a business owner. Like, find the people that you want to work with yeah. and run with it. Like, yeah. you don't have to be for everybody, and right. that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll find that then those people refer the people who are also, like, them to your business, right. and it's just, like, yes. it's a good thing. Yeah.
0: And when you're new in business, it's completely and totally normal to take whatever comes, right? I mean, like, I built websites for $200. Like, I won't even glance in the general direction of a $200 project at this point because it's just not its not where I can best serve anymore. But in those early days, yeah, I would take anybody and everybody and everything and any any project at all. Mm-hmm. But what I found was when I sold something to somebody that was not a good fit, whether it be personality, budget, or whatever, those people churn out. And you're going to learn the word churn in your business, especially if you're on t- some type of monthly or subscription or recurring revenue base, which I highly suggest you do. Uh, but you will learn that, and you will learn that those people that were not a good fit are going to churn out, and they are more trouble than they're worth. This is commonly said in business, but 20 percent that the the 20 percent that's paying you 80 percent. Those are the people uh, that are going to be your best clients. The people that are paying you $500 a month are going to take 80% of your time versus the person that's paying you $5,000 a month is just like, here's the check. Keep doing what you're doing.
1: And going back to what you said earlier, those are the customers you need to focus on yeah. in your marketing. Yes. Because that they want to see themselves in your marketing. They want to see like you're solving those problems. Yes. Yeah. So business owners, <laughs> listen closely uh, to these like, wonderful tips and advice. It's going to be really helpful. I've seen and talked to business owners who maybe will attend one BBB <clears throat> event, and it's the first time I've seen them, and they're like, oh, if I, ne- I don't go to networking events. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's a shame, because it's really an opportunity for you to, one, help the community understand what you're doing. We can send people your way, you know, all of those good things. What, what would you say to a business owner um, who isn't actively engaged in their community? Well, I think that's
0: twofold. Um, One, what you said, um, and I'll come back to that, but I don't want to forget this piece. Two, today's consumer is looking for more. Today's consumer, if you think about the brands that are doing very well or have done very well historically, think about someone like Tom's. Tom's Mm -hmm. Shoes, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Bombas Socks, the ones that are giving back, and they're very loud about it. They're like, we care about this thing, and that's why we're doing um, you know, we're giving away a free pair of socks. So people care that you're involved in your community, that you care about what's going on, that you care about other businesses that in, in serving one another, that you're doing things like nonprofit work and that you're actually, it's not just all about the top line. It's not just about the bottom line of your revenue, um, in your sales. That's the second piece to that. But going back to what you were talking about is the involvement. It, I love, I mean, it's just so cliche, but I love going back to the gym reference. Like, well, I bought that gym membership. Okay, well, did you go? How's that working out for you? (laughs) Well, you know, I paid my dues for BBB or I paid my dues at the chamber. Well, I never got any leads from the chamber. Well, did you show up? Mm -hmm. Did you go? Did you meet somebody? Did you shake their hand? Or did you walk in with a handful of cards and just be a card shover? I hate card shovers. Mm -hmm. Don't be a card shover in networking. But go and learn and ask a question about how you might serve somebody else and and continue to show up in that consistency absolutely will pay off. I'll tell you, Casey, I told Joseph, my partner, about three years ago, I would just, at the end of my day, I would just collapse. And people think I'm an extrovert. And I mean, like I I am, but it's exhausting for me. After a full day of networking and engaging and and being interested, not interesting, being interested is exhausting. And so um, you do have to pay those dues. But Back then, I would come home and just fall into bed and be so exhausted, and I would say, I feel like I'm planting an orchard in this town, and I was, and I did, and it's growing, so take that for what you will, but yeah, I show up, That, that you have to show up, you can't just buy the thing and expect abs not gonna
1: happen. <laughs> I was going to say, and um like you said, it's planting seeds. And so maybe those conversations that you're having one off now, they won't matter for four or five years from now. Yeah. But then that client comes back and then they're they're a perfect fit for your business yes. then. Yes. Um or they know ten other people who are the perfect fit for your yeah. business. Yeah. Um I mean I'm currently in
0: conversation with a woman in Houston yeah. that I knew through a I'm not kidding you guys. It was I knew her through like a crap-talking Facebook group. I'm not kidding you. I knew her that way. Mm-hmm. Then she moved to Houston. I didn't even know she moved. And then the next thing you know, she's working for a $12 million a year trucking company, and they need marketing help. What do you know? She sent me a idea. Perfect fit. Perfect fit now. Yeah. You know, we, neither one of us, way back in the, when we knew each other first, were even in business. But staying connected to those people on social media, it is social people think we're more disconnected than ever and we're not we're we're very 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 connected <laughs> um
1: okay let's talk about revere and rebel because I'm so so excited we are getting ready for our third annual women's conference and Amy who is our 2022 woman of integrity winner um will be there on a panel with our first year winner Adriana and Tina Evans will be moderating um do you want to give a little teaser about what you'll be t- about or maybe um, what attendees can look forward to since you've attended in the past maybe that would be helpful
0: yeah definitely um, so River and Revel was um, you know a, a women's business conference so it was such a great opportunity to just get the perspective of other women in various stages of business um, you know just how all the topics are were just so relevant you know how to deal with teams you know um, how to have confidence how to make that offer how to be a mom and a wife and a partner and a dog mom and the shopper and the cleaner and all the things it's just such a nice opportunity to pause in the fall when it's like not hot and not cold and a beautiful um event where we can all just connect and kind of refocus for you know this the busy upcoming time of the rest of the year um it was just an excellent excellent experience for
1: so let's talk about your winning the 2022 award. What was that like the moment your name was announced?
0: Oh, my gosh. I was so completely shocked. I, I truly thought, like, maybe you get nominated and then, like, the next year you get nominated and then you win, like, the third year or something. But, um no, just the fact that someone saw me for what I'm trying to be just is truly just a woman of integrity, you know, keeping my word, doing what I say I'm going to do. Um, giving all that I have, giving others permission to be themselves, moving people forward, um, believing in me, loving me. You know, I think a lot of times we we shun off that recognition. And this award was the very first time that I was able to accept a recognition and and be really honored and humbled by it. But also take that on and go, you know what? Yeah, I am a woman of integrity. Like I do what I say I'm going to do. And it's super nice to be recognized for that. Um, so that, honestly, was the catalyst for so many other awards that have now come that you can see in my background on Zoom now. I mean, I've been on the cover of a magazine here locally this year. And so many other things have come from that opportunity and that exposure that that gave me. And I'm so grateful um, for not only the recognition, just but for me being able to internally reflect every time I see that award behind me and go, yep, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's working. You are a woman of integrity. Um, and, and you're doing the right thing, you're on the right path.
1: Congratulations. Thank that's you. amazing. Um, so for any of our listeners who are interested, you can find information about Revere and Rebel on our social channels at BBB Central Okay. You can connect with the real Amy Singleton. Is that your handle? That's it at the real Amy Singleton. What's the best way to connect with you?
0: Um, probably the very best way is my website, amysingleton.net. You can find all of my social handles. Um, there's a form that you can submit there to just connect with me. You can apply to be on my podcast, Queen's Lead there. Um, all of my speaker bio sheets. So I'm doing public speaking now. I've given uh, a couple of keynote speeches as well and speak on marketing and personal development um, regularly. So um, those speaker bio sheets are also there. So at amysingleton.net or at the Real Amy Singleton on all the socials.
1: Wonderful, Amy. Anything else you want to add for today's podcast?
0: Man, if you're new in business, go out there, um, put yourself out there, shake a hand, give some value to somebody else, and don't be afraid to just go for it. Do it scared. Do it scared.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to follow along on BBB social channels on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And we hope that we'll see you at Revere and Revel on September 20th at More Norman Technology Center. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye!